0: and uh at the same time we're recording uh we were just talking about what did people do in uh, olden times uh when they needed to uh i don't know take care of their wiping needs in the winter time and fred your solution was what what did you think people did
1: well weren't we talking well dogs you got your dog. Your dog would clean you up with their tongue because they really enjoy that.
0: <laughs> that's, that's what you think this solution was. They, mm-hmm. That everyone had a... Uh, <laughs> everyone A had dog a, with a big wide tongue. <laughs> everyone
1: had an ass wiping dog. That's what yeah. your solution is. Okay, dog with well. a wide tongue come clean you up in seconds. Yeah, I don't know. If You're happy. Yeah. The dog's happy. <laughs> so it's
2: selecting a dog in the day. That's right. Be- <laughs>
1: Checking out their tongue first. The only thing is that that dog sort of had to be kept off to the side. Mm. (laughs) That one particular dog. Because you had to keep track of that dog. So, you know, the other dogs would lick your face. That one couldn't.
0: Although it's funny you say that because uh, my dog, Dan's dog, any dog you've had, Billy or... Current dog that you're we were babysitting the other day, Dougie. We all, Fred and I, are unique in that in this threesome that we allow dogs to lick our faces. Dan Duran does not. No. And back to the dogs. Dogs. I've I know all the dogs that have licked my faces have also licked their own buttholes. Oh, and others, and and others buttholes, and dirt on the ground, and dead animals, and bugs. (laughs) I don't care. I just well, don't make, care. You're making my case for me. so. But I yeah. don't care. I, I, I've always done it. I, I've al- I know you're one of those people, a lot of people like you, Dan, that you know don't want to have a dog lick the inside of your mouth.
1: No. They could lick my feet if they want to do that. I don't mind that so much. But. My uh, son's dog, Dougie. Dougie. Uh, when he goes up north, he drives Clifford. Dan's dog, Crazy. And he can literally <clears throat> walk under Clifford. He's at the right height. And because he's a uh, French bulldog, he has no snout. So to sniff Clifford's ass, he has to put his whole face in his ass. <laughs> his whole face. And, and Clifford just gets so upset. And then last time he was there, I know he walks under Clifford, and he's just lightly licking the end of Clifford's hammer, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, just a little dab, a little dab, a little dab, and then finally Clifford's standing there with this look on his face, like, you know, I'm not enjoying this. And then turns around and snaps at him. (laughs) Aw, Dougie. So anyway, this is a dog that licks my face. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Both of them, both Clifford and Doug. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and that's, I, you know, there are
0: those people like Dan. Uh, I don't know if it's, I wouldn't even know if it was the majority of people, but a, a good number of people that love dogs will not let them lick their faces. I, on the other hand, like you, you know, I start every day with Stan. We'd have a nice little cuddle and he licks my face. He licks the eyes, sleep out of my eyes. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's just gross.
2: Well, the dog, now it's in your eyes. Wow! Oh yeah,
1: all it's of them. So like, hey, it's medicinal. If a you know if you have a cut and you let a dog lick it, it's oh, obviously that's not yeah. true. That's it's so amazing how true. quick it seals up. No. Yes, Dan.
0: No. A dogs' man. mouths have healing. We're denying that, Dan. I've heard that it's a wives' tale.
1: Oh, that's it is. It's, oh, you don't no. believe in a wives' tales. But Jesus walked on water. <laughs> <laughs> didn't you just tell us we should be watching that wives tale show or something that's a handmaiden's tale i know i, oh, didn't, I, I,
2: I was I, I, I wasn't saying you should watch it i was wondering wives
0: you <laughs> <watched>. <laughs> what did you just say <laughs> wives tale what is it handmaid's tale that's funny yeah old wives tale uh did I, I missed part of that conversation did you say you liked handmaid's tale or you were gonna watch it I
2: was just wondering because oh, now okay. they just released the next season, right?
0: Oh, right. And uh, I haven't watched
2: one episode of it yet. It just always seemed too dark and like depressing to me to even get into it, and I wasn't in the space for it. But you know, it's a, it's you know, on the sci-fi realm of things, it's a you know, award-winning uh, writer from Canada. Yes, that's right. Atwood, who uh, wrote the novels. And, you know, I just was wondering if you guys had gone into uh, delve down the road of that, no. uh, that uh, binge watch. So I don't no.
0: know. No. Uh, that was one of those shows that when it came out, I know it got a lot of buzz because uh, Atwood and all such. But I, uh, you know, it's got that dystopian thing to it. Uh, although I see it as a reference sometimes and I don't get the reference like. We're living through another, you know, with uh, abortion rights and reproductive rights. I'm sorry. Isn't that interesting, though? Just to quickly segue into something else.
1: right. Uh, I'm Googling dystopian. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, um, relating or denoting to an imagined state or society where, oh, okay. Yeah, you know, it's like a dystopian oh, yeah. is one of those,
0: it's one of those words you, you you sort of read, but maybe don't say out loud very often. But Dan, you knew what I meant.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot um, of um, sci-fi movies that are based on
0: it. That it's like, like in a, right. it's like a, a world yeah. where, you know, it's like, uh, it's uh, in the future sometime and the sun doesn't work anymore and everything is dark and, you know. Yeah, but. Isn't it interesting how... The hmm <laughs> That's right. The Leafs are a dystopian nightmare. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there you go. Use it in a sentence. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The point I'm trying to make, though, is isn't it interesting how words change with culture and time? For instance, as soon as this abortion fuckery started happening in the States with the uh, Supreme Court overturning Roe versus Wade, how quickly they've replaced abortion with reproductive rights and and it all happened and and we sort of all started reading that and accepting it but somebody came up with that phrase somebody um you know tested it or you know decided that was a softer way to peddle to to talk about it to pedal the uh do you know what i'm talking about here yeah, Fred, yeah you there look? was a
2: transfer uh, there was a transfer there for sure there, because abortion, uh, anti-abortion, uh,
0: all of that I think there was a, a conscious choice yeah. by probably both sides <clears throat> But you don't see, I mean, it's funny Fred, you seem quizzical You don't know have you not, No, have no, you no, not, I'm
1: listening I'm listening I'm No, listening. but
0: I'm sorry, does that resonate with you at all?
1: Yes Yes I get it, yes I've and heard For us for such terms,
2: yes Same thing for, uh, well, I know, I guess it's just uh, opinions of, of using the word Like freedom, for example, like around Fred it doesn't, it doesn't ring right, right anymore.
0: Well, um, was, I think we should just talk more about the uh, Freedom Coffin. <laughs> I said that at the end of the show the other day, and it made me laugh all day. Yeah, the Queen's Freedom Coffin is going through the streets of London.
1: Speaking of the coffin, I'm reading that royalty, their coffins, I mean other people too, but royalty in particular, their coffins are lined with lead to stall or delay the decaying process. And everything else. Why? Why? You're in there for a million years. In, like you know, whether you decay in a month or a year, what what's the difference? You're in this box in this crypt. <laughs> Why? Wow. Like wh- what's the what's the point of it all? Because <laughs> okay. eventually you're just going to be a skeleton. So, yeah. oh, royalty, you don't become a skeleton for five times longer than the average guy. Come on. Well,
0: considering of? the last couple of photos of Queen Elizabeth, I mean, they might have wanted to start that process a little earlier. Why? Right. Well, um, lined same, her bed with lead because she seemed thought, like, you know, yeah. she was pretty frail looking there at the end.
1: I saw Camilla yesterday and yes. she really looks like she's been embalmed already. Uh, <laughs> done in advance. Yeah, because like, yeah, she, yeah, that's... <laughs> get it that's off gross. the list. I'm thinking again, you know, looks aren't everything, but no. again, you can't help... But the thing you know, if Diana had survived, what she would look like now, and what Camilla looks like, and I know looks aren't everything, and he was in love with Camilla because of you know the way they connected, and he didn't with Diana. But wow, my goodness, looks aren't everything, right? No. Well, listen, let mean, me look, at, look at
0: what look at what we look right. like now. <laughs> she looks better than we do. Who, Camilla? Oh yeah. No. Yes, yeah, she does. She's a handsome woman. <laughs> Should we go back to talking about dogs licking people's asses? <laughs> hey, speaking of my dog, I was going to tell you this. It's funny. I, didn't re- I don't know why I came up, but uh, so, you know, Stan, he's a sweet guy. He's my boy. I love him so much. But there's, you know, you both know him. He's a very odd dog. He's a sweet dog. He doesn't mean anyone any harm. But he's the oddest dog I've ever owned. I've ever, I, I mean, right now I'm sitting in a room in my home. Any other dog I've owned would be right here. Right next to me. Wouldn't leave my side. Not only stand, Stan not in this room. Because sometimes during the show, like he sits on the old couch here. Where our guests used to sit when we had guests in the studio. But guess where this guy is now. It's not upstairs. He's down in the office near the fridge and the coffee machine on that old couch like that's where he is like he's a floor below me like sometimes during the show he it gets too noisy for him and he goes up uh, and sits in his bed Mm -hmm. but i just went down to make a coffee and, and i was like oh buddy he's sitting there on the couch he's just sleeping there by himself that is just so weird to me like it i don't know and i don't know what it was at birth or whatever the quirkiness of uh his birth order or whatever he was i don't know he wasn't the runt of the litter but right you know you guys have been around him a long time he's a lovely lovely dog but he's so odd mm-hmm. i'll tell you the no. time he acts the most like a dog is when he's around around other dogs like when he's with clifford at the lake or booby billy was here on uh monday and when there's another dog around, he's more like a regular dog. You know, he comes and sits where the people are. Right. <clears throat> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you, Freddie, you, you, you know, I know you love our stand, but he is weird. He's just odd. It's part of his charm. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I, it is part of his charm. It's his uh, unique.
1: Uh, he's a different guy. But, uh, man. You know, uh yeah, he's what do you call it? like skittish. He's uh a little high strung. He's, he's yeah, but that that behavior, I don't know if it here. is that behavior high strung or is it just odd? Like he's not uh you know, Yeah, f- but I think that's where it comes from. He's never quite he can never really relax. Unless Yeah, yeah sure. maybe. Maybe that's it. I don't know, but
0: uh, okay, he's relaxing now. But why isn't he relax? Maybe that's it. He's, he doesn't. He, he
1: gets nervous. There's something. He's relaxing there now, but something has happened to make him do that. It's it's interesting. Danny's dog, Dougie. Dougie, you know, sort of, sort of of the same. Would they sort of be in the same sort of family? Like they both have yeah, boxers, movies, French bulldogs, uh, Boston terriers. They're all um, sort of short, snouty. You know, his dog's exactly the opposite, right? Like, just fucking rolls with everything. Like, he's he's not that way at all. Yeah, but um, the guy that we used to share an office with,
0: his Boston Terriers weren't like Stan. No? Don't you remember? Like, they were just not running. Really. They would run all over us, and they would jump up in our arms, and they were. It was the reason we got a Boston Terrier. Uh, lady friend and i was that we had met those dogs and i had never been around a boston terrier before and she loved them and i said oh yeah sure let's get one
1: well you know what they say howard and there's a lot of fine examples of it dogs tend to take on the personalities of their owners i think we've said this before and i've heard it before and you know Maybe your constant, you know, state, <laughs> I knew. Maybe you your constant that. state of frenzy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, is really the dog takes that on. Um, but the other dogs I've owned weren't like that. Hmm? I didn't mean to shit on your bit here, but
0: the other dogs I've I've owned weren't like that. They weren't skittish or nervous. They were all you know pretty. Like Bloman was a super lap dog. Tucker Bloman was a, was a super
1: lap dog. Oh yeah. He would barge into a room. But again, he wasn't skittish or anything. No,
0: he would barge into a room and try and dry hump you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, dogs, tend Well, those dogs, t- I guess Randy buffered that. But I guess Stan. You
0: know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Randy was the what? buffer
1: was well, randy was the buffer or the kids or whatever whatever with um with tucker um, so i guess there are exceptions but i'll get back to what i was saying dogs tend to take on the uh, personality <laughs> of of their owner. like look at clifford he's laid back like dan he doesn't give a shit right no yeah that's true come on, it's true i know you're right <clears throat> mm-hmm. i know you're do you always think that's right
2: because of
1: the selection process or do you think it's uh, it's the uh, nurture side right. of things do I you just think the dog is they're around the personal law? It's they tend to like I guess that's I've seen
0: Howard wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've seen Howard. Like, <laughs> do you guys well you Dan, you weren't around him, but he used to do this thing, it was fascinating. We had this long hall outside the studio where our original offices were. Yeah, right. I'd never seen a dog do this. He would literally take a water bottle in his mouth and just run up and down the hall like i've got video of it dan next time you're over i'll show you but i'd never seen a dog in my life who this was before he'd even been around me so your theory is uh only half baked but i'd never seen a dog do that where he would just independently run with something in his mouth like in that hallway i used to take people out there and say watch this this is just bizarre Mm -hmm, uh you might mm -hmm. be right like he's uh You know, he's been with me for over ten years. But early on you could tell he was a bit a bit odd. Like I used to say that, that he was dogtistic
1: Yeah, I mean when you go back to Loman, yeah, like you, like you 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 know, when you enter a room, you enter a room. (laughs) That's what Loman was like. Oh yeah. When he entered a room, he entered a room. Did you ever
0: see him do that, Dan? Where I I would turn around, I would turn my back. He, I would turn my back to him, and he would run at me and start dry humping me from behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was really something to see. What other titch, uh, uh, what other tricks were you yeah. doing? I think what that was it? that was a trick of that. that was yeah. what tricks does what tricks does Clifford do? Does Tri- Clifford do any tricks? Yeah, he
2: sits.
1: He uh, he does uh, a high five and Aww. Uh, Yeah, he does a fifth Fandy heels. heels. And yeah, he heals, and he does what he's told, and he stays. And the minute he's up on my deck, the minute I open my barbecue, he gets off the deck and goes and lays on the lower patio. No. He's unbelievable. The guy is just so smart. And, I, you know, Billy did that, too. We had trained her that at dinner time you're not in the room. And mm-hmm. Clifford does that. It's such a great quality in a dog,
0: man. Well, in, in, uh, on Stan's other side of the ledger, smartest dog I've ever owned like absolutely yeah. all those things you know withstand if you as soon as you say ah uh-uh, buddy and and he'll go like, he he a lot of dogs will be like under your foot while you're cooking he's never around um he's yeah. he's, he's he's very well behaved he's just really strange Hmm. but he's mm-hmm. a little baby angel i was thinking about that the other day like what am i gonna do when i get another dog would you get another dog dan
2: no I don't think well i, I maybe later
0: but i, I don't well think what about when you done. have your your new family <laughs> <laughs> what, about, have <laughs> what about when you're you gonna do you know your new family
1: you know, you know, you <clears> get you're get gonna want to get the kids a dog <laughs> yeah exactly
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh would you have another one freddie
1: uh no i like the situation right now uh where i have grand dogs really it wouldn't really fit our lifestyle and doll really wouldn't put up with it with the hair in the house and stuff she's just no i like the i like the nice like i get stan i get um clifford all summer he's like my dog all summer yeah and now in the winter i didn't want my kids i was very reluctant when they said they wanted the dogs i said you know really think about what you're doing because they come up north and stuff and but they both got small sort of lap dogs and both are really behaved. So it's OK. And the fact that they are small and well behaved, if we have to look after them, there's no problem whatsoever. So I like this situation. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I would get a puppy again. I think if I got another
0: dog, I would get an older, like a couple year old rescue dog of some kind
1: yeah like one from afghanistan
0: exactly something. afghanistan uh, or one of the ones that lumby talks about the uh, stray paws from greece or afghanistan
1: <laughs> oh yeah you i'd go
0: Afghanis. go <laughs> oh, get the afghanis yeah uh charlie's those dog those
1: dogs will lick your
0: ass <laughs> those are some prime ass licking dogs uh charlie's dog is uh great i babysat booby billy a few weeks ago yeah. and uh
2: I've spent no time around Booby. Is that a yappy kind
0: of dog? It looks like it would be a yappy dog. Surprisingly, no. But when she does, it's, it's, it sends a shockwave through your body. Because when little, she's a chihuahua or a gray wawa. But when she does bark, it's, it's unnerving. And then it gets Stan all upset.
1: <clears throat> yeah. They're such a wonderful thing, dogs they are for the psyche and oh yeah you know, you know i my dog billy i loved her she's been gone 15 years but the whole time we have her wherever i was she was just I, always at my feet and if i moved 10 feet she'd get up and be sitting at my feet clifford's exactly like that clifford is like a clone of billy like that way like it's amazing he comes up on my deck in the morning and if I go back to the shed, he follows me. If I sit down by the mm. dock, he follows me, and he's always at my feet.
0: Where other places would he follow you if you went? Oh,
1: okay, you name one, and then I'll, okay. I'll If
0: you got up and uh, went over to, I don't know, uh, around the back of your trailer, where you shit bucket, shit bucket. <laughs> you fall yes, he falls. Yes, he hey,
1: But listen, if I walk up the road, he'll come to the edge of my property and look at me and not move until I say, okay, Cliff, come
0: yeah like every dog uh i've ever had would do that, except you know like forget the fact that Stan right now is in a floor below me. There are some times when i can 't find him i've i 've told you in 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 my third floor of the house, where the bedrooms uh are and this you know the spare rooms are, sometimes he's just sitting in the hallway st- staring at the wall like that has nothing to do with me i don 't do that i 've never seen oh, a I dog don't. do that. Like that's unusual dog behavior. Like the fact that he's not here now—that's just also odd. That's why when I'm around Booby Billy or Clifford or other dogs, I'm like, "Oh, that's what a dog." I said that to once to, to Rachel. I'm, next next time, I'm going to get a dog because this is a cat. <laughs> he's like a cat.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah, and he loves Clifford too. He's again when Clifford's here, he acts he acts more like a dog than uh, than he does any other time.
1: Cliff is so. Well, he's not so patient with Dougie because I think he senses the puppy. Oh, and yeah. He's just not. And again, Doug won't leave him alone. Like, right? he just won't. Doug. The minute, the minute he gets there, he's looking for Cliff. And then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, we should start the show. Uh, We got to
0: talk about a lot. We got your emails today. We got uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Dan's play. Uh, By the way, if you're following Dan on Facebook, all the information is on Dan Duran's Facebook page. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, uh, some friends of mine are doing a comedy show. I'll tell you about that. If you go to my Facebook page page, and the Humble and Fred page, all the information is there. I'll uh, reference that at some point during the show. And, of course, uh, we are uh, guest-free on Thursdays, so we will uh, you know, endeavor to uh, be uh, somewhat entertaining through this next uh, hour or so with the help of our good friend, Dan Duran.
2: This episode of Humble & Fred is being broadcast to the world from Humble & Fred Studios in trendy Toronto, beautiful Brampton, and from the lusty shores of Lovesick Lake, and is brought to you by Bodog, Geek Sky, The Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and Health Gauge. And now, here are two men who start their day with a hands-to-the-sky stretch and a hearty why-not-me call to their non-god... Looking
0: for answers, it's Humble and Fred. Had uh, Indian food last night at uh, our uh, post-Men's uh, Day buffet. And uh, got it, yeah, it was really good. We, we've got a couple of new chefs at our golf course. Um, and they put on a, a, a... I was thinking about you. I was thinking you would love this. And you'd probably know what it was Like that's my problem with Indian food I love it I just don't know what I never know what to order But uh, it was really good you know, They were uh, some, some chicken on By the way, the chicken on the barbecue Was some of the best I've ever had And it was that red sauce tandoori? Pardon me? Tandoori Yeah, tandoori, tandoori. Thank you mm-hmm. Tandoori uh, chicken, paneer yeah, this my, my, le-
1: my least favorite thing is butter chicken. Everybody goes crazy. No, no, I, you know it's I'm not interested. No
0: butter chicken, but yeah. fresh. You know, Freddie. This was like fresh non bread, mm.
1: and this really? lentil- I'm yes. surprised. Like, isn't there a lot of guys turn their nose up at that? Because they're not, you know, they're not used to it, so to speak.
3: You know,
0: I got to be honest with you. That everyone was raving about it. Like, I, I, I yeah. not, not that I was surprised. You know, these are. But I know what you're saying. Like you wouldn't think of that at a sort of a. It's not regular golf course fair, but it was really good, and and it went over. Like because not everyone all like because usually they they offer a, a meal at the end of these uh, events, but not everyone opts in on it. And I noticed that. There were more people who opted into the buffet. I guess right. these guys are really good. The, the chefs that work there, I, a couple of them are of Indian descent. So they put on this spread. And, and I actually asked one of the chefs, I said, can you just walk me through, like, what's the order of it? You know, so he had me put the the rice on the naan bread and then some of this vegetable stuff and then this lentil and then the cool cucumber on the side and then the tandoori chicken. God damn, it was good. I just wish I could go. On. That's one thing I'd like to learn this year, I think, is that. I want to go to an Indian restaurant on my own or I just whenever I go again, butter chicken aside, I just don't know what are the things I would enjoy. I know you and I went out for dinner with the girls uh, a couple years ago and it was great, but I don't feel confident enough uh, to, to sort of go, OK, what should I eat?
2: Yeah. There's a, f- there's a few Indian uh, based restaurants around Toronto that have uh, more of a cafeteria style, you know, kind of a, more of a fast food approach to it. And well, then St. You- Arthur used to be like that. It was great. Yeah. You can sample it then. Mm-hmm. You know, and ask a person. Don't go to the busiest time at lunch, but yeah. that might be a way to. Do you like Indian closer. food, Danny? I don't know if you oh, do. Oh,
1: love it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like I like, there's a place over here, a little takeout place that's really good and. I love their mutton curry, their anything like that. And, uh, yeah, again, the tandoori chicken stuff I like and, but I'm not the butter chicken to me. It's too, it's like candy or something. I'm not, not big on it. Did you say you put your rice on your non bread? Yeah, that's what he had. I me mean, it was, it was a giant you non. Know eh? Oh yeah.
0: Wow. Um, and I it was a huge, that. it was freshly, they made, you could tell it was freshly made. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I said to him, I said, can you just help me through the process here? And he says, well, you put that over here. And he walked me through it. And what it did is it, it, it made the non bread soft. But how do you eat it then? I just cut it. You know, I oh, use cut it with a knife. And yeah, fork? yeah, yeah. Like my plate you was non bread. I break it up. And no, I know what you mean. It, dab it in. The... Oh, inter- that's interesting. Um, Dan sent us a list. Yeah. The uh, Michelin star. You know, everyone's heard about it now. 13 Michelin stars awarded to Toronto restaurants. Um, I don't have the list in front of me. I do remember this, that three of them, at least that I recall, were sushi restaurants. Um, And we sort of of talked about this after the show. Like, you know, what can you do to sushi? How do they make it so, you know, fancy, I guess. And the fanciest I've ever had is the one sort of down the street from here. It's called Kaji, K-A-J-I. It did not get a Michelin star, but it is... Routinely listed as one of the best sushi restaurants in Toronto. hmm
1: The one that got the double star was the Sushi Masaki Saito on Avenue Road. Um, I saw him on the news last night and... Uh, that's pretty good for business, eh? Especially in that Avenue Road, Eglinton. There's a lot of money in that area, so money's no object for a lot of these people. So he gets the two stars. So obviously, well-heeled people think, "Oh, we must go there." And there was another guy who got one star. And yeah, he was saying it was unbelievable yesterday. Soon as he arrived uh, at work, the phone never stopped ringing. Yeah, so it's a big deal. That, yeah, it's a big big deal.
0: Um. Yeah, it's funny. I got the list back up here. A couple of the restaurants were
1: Yorkville area. Well, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the guy that they showed. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't look up any of the
0: restaurants. I don't know if you guys did. To Fred's point, like how expensive
1: would it oh, be? They don't put the prices
3: on. Them. No, they're not putting. The,
0: yeah, their, their fish and chips are at least 70 bucks.
1: Uh-huh. They're, they're going to start serving that area guy. He's going to start serving Heritage Fish and Chips. <laughs> That's right. Just he's going <laughs> to pay 77 That's right. That's he's going
0: yeah. to put halibut on the menu today. <laughs> um, I, I have never. I don't think I, uh, I don't know that I've eaten in a Michelin star restaurant. Have you, Daniel? No, I don't think
2: I have. I've tried to. I think once it was when I was in uh, London or France, there was some place that was just, you know, one of those. Oh, and maybe in Spain where they, uh, you know, those they, they're almost like chemists with the food. Yeah, yeah. I know. But it mean. was impossible to get in. I mean, you have to book years in advance, it seems, or, you know, have
1: contacts that, you know, there's no way I'd have access. Mm-hmm. Here, here from my perspective, and I can give an example, it wasn't a, restaurant, a Michelin restaurant, but like even the other day with the fish and chips, because of that cost, I didn't enjoy it the way I otherwise might have. You know what I mean? Because it's like, say, this better be good. So you're going with that attitude. And it, of course, it's not because you're not completely concentrating on the food. And I had a buddy who will be unnamed. He was crazy. What, what was that place called? North 44 yeah, or North something? North 44, yeah. So he was adamant we go there one night. And it's great. And the prices are big, but you're going to love this. And I sat there. And the minute I sat down and you're looking at the prices, again, I'm thinking, this better be good. This better be good. And at the end of it, it was like I've been to a million restaurants that have been as good or better and not nearly the price. And I think part of the reason I didn't enjoy it. Is because I knew what it was gonna cost me. And I think a lot of people might be like mm. that, you know, unless money is no object. Well, I think you
0: might be surprised that not everyone thinks the way you do. Even people who aren't no, even yeah, people I, who aren't super wealthy.
1: I didn't say everyone, I said no. a lot of people. A lot of people. No, but
0: I, I think you think most people. But I, I, I would disagree mm. to this point, which is if you're into food. And I've been to North 44, and we've all been to Ruth's Christ uh, together. And, you know, we've been to Morton's and, and a few of those places. For me, the steak, the big, re, uh, the big, sort of expensive steak restaurant has run its course. I don't think that's of value. But I think there's some people that are into food the way that some people are into the TIFF experience. It's a different one. And they don't always think this better be good. They actually think the opposite I'll bet this is going to be good considering what the prices are. And I would say that some of those people think it's better than it actually is because it's so expensive. That's been my my experience
1: sometimes. Well, and I think the guy that I went with was of that attitude. Just because this is good. We were going, we were spending the money, so this was going to be good. Absolutely.
3: yeah.
0: I mean, a lot of the times it is. But I know that I've had a few experiences in some of those places I just named where I'm like, I just spent $60 on a steak and it wasn't Mm -hmm. that much better than the baseball steak at uh, the keg.
1: But wasn't part of that you were expecting way better than... Maybe, but also part of it is the experience. I guess, yeah.
0: You know, like there's an... I've never been to one of these Michelin star sushi restaurants, but I've been to one in town. I can't remember the name of it. Rachel and I went where it was really expensive, but it was an experience. It really was. Each course was laid out and it was a multi-course chefs. uh, What is that called? Dan, where the chef just, you don't order the chef, just, you just get what the chefs, whatever that is. Yeah. And it was really good, but part of it that made it, and it was very expensive, but part of it, what made it great, was the experience of it. It's not the way it was served, the atmosphere, the the delicacy of the food, and and just the the overall <laughs> thing is different. And I think a lot of those Michelin stars are awarded not just for the food, but for sort of the overall dining uh, experience.
1: Yeah, and I should be taken I, with I, it. I don't know what would it what what it would take to, for me to to go into one of those places. It's interesting. Yeah, and again it's different levels of experience. How much do I want that experience, you know?
0: What were you going to say then?
1: I was just going to say you got
2: to take it with a grain of salt because just like saying you have the best hamburger in the world, it's yeah. impossible to know, right? So yeah. there's a lot of these restaurants that may have hit it on a great day, and then there's a lot of restaurants that were missed because somehow it didn't come up
0: in the reviewer's face somehow. So I'll put it this way, Freddie: if food meant as much to you as other things do, I, I can't even name one. Then, then it would be price isn't an option. You know, like I have a. I have a driver, uh, it's a golf club, that is, uh, I don't know, why. it's probably $1,000 because of the shaft I had put in it, whatever. Now, to somebody who doesn't golf very much, that seems outrageous. Like, how could you, where where would you ever get your head around spending $1,000 on a golf club? But because it has meaning to me and I, uh, it's something I'm invested in, then that's not an issue, even though it was given to me by my sponsor.
1: Okay. Is so I, you, said, I think that's a bad analogy because okay. you don't shit it out the next day. Right? I, although I do use it to shit to bed at times. <laughs> oh, no, but seriously.
0: No, I know. I guess have it's this a-
1: meal and eat it
0: now. No. That driver's always there. No, but it's, a, it's analogous in the fact that it's important to me to somebody who's not, it's not important to you, they would they would never spend that on a driver. You would never spend that on a driver. Dan, what were you going to say?
2: I was going to ask. I'm curious about the driver part of it now. So the difference between uh, spending five hundred bucks and a thousand bucks on a drive is
0: is that really there, yes. or is that in your mind? Is no, it no, based on the the brand name or some n- sort of. Well, per, per, you know, yeah, there's shininess. some there's some brand value to it, but no, there's definitely a difference between a thousand. Uh, there is a difference. There's a technological difference in the in the way it was made. Go ahead.
1: But no, I was just going to say, and it's you're right. In a situation like that, but it has to be used properly. I could use that driver, and it would me it would probably be very little difference to you know a hundred dollar driver because I'm not hitting the ball properly.
0: Is yeah. that no? That's a hundred percent. Yeah, it would make yeah. it. But yeah, I mean, I, I you're right. The the value of the meal is lost the next day, except if you're into the into, if you're into that experience. You know, like. The most expensive meal I've ever had is with you. And of course, we've talked about it ad
1: nauseum on the show that it wasn't the greatest experience because we were shocked by the price. Yeah, but Howie, the good thing about that, I really enjoyed that. I didn't know the price until after I'd eaten it. Right? Yeah, it was pretty good. Because it said market price, and then I no, I enjoyed it, and then the bill came, and I thought, oh, oh, I've got the wrong. They've given me the wrong. Bill. <laughs> we, yeah, we can't be. And then I looked, that, uh, and then all of a sudden, I wanted to throw
0: it up. But. but I mean, this is part of a larger conversation. And what is what is value to one is absurd to another. Like I, I don't know about you guys. I just found this out the other day that there's a certain Mercedes, and I I see it a, quite a bit. It's a it's a certain Mercedes. I'm not even sure if you call it an SUV, but it looks kind of like a combination of a Land Rover or something like that. Mm. Whatever it is, somebody said, oh, by the way, that so-and-so's got that, that fancy Mercedes. I said, well, what are you talking about? They said, I, they said this, this model. I go, well, how much could that cost? Thinking it was around 100 grand. They said it was $230,000. And I thought, well, that's absurd. And, but to somebody, again, this is somebody with money that that would be important to, but to the rest of us, I'd be like, you gotta be kidding me. For $230,000, it should come with like, I don't know, you know, unlimited hand jobs. It should come <laughs> with somebody that just gives you hand jobs. Whenever you're at the light, you get a hand job. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But I know yeah. food's different because food is. You know, it's you don't it's not you don't have it to it doesn't hang
1: around and that vehicle you more or less know what you're getting. And if you're not happy with it, there are options and on and on and on. The food thing like, I, you know, and often sometimes and what bothers me at a restaurant sometimes like I won't order spaghetti in a restaurant because I know I can make it way better at home. Nothing anybody serves me in a restaurant spaghetti wise is going to be as good as what I can make at home. And I'm and you mentioned steak. Same thing. It's like, my God, 60 bucks for the steak. <laughs> I could have spent half the price and done it better at home myself, Yeah, you know? Uh, and I agree.
0: And that's why, you know, if if I am going to choose a fancier restaurant mm-hmm. option, it isn't going to be steak. It's not going to be pasta. You know, again, like, I love sushi. I would have it every other day. So for me to right. go to a yeah. fancy sushi restaurant would be kind of cool. I do have a limit. And I know it's funny because I, mm-hmm. I remember this as clear as anything. You and I and Delise... And I, it might have even been Randy. I don't think it was Lady Friend. I think it was you and I, Delisa and Randy, went to the top of the Rock. We were at Thirty Rockefeller in yes. New York,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we went up there for a drink. And we mm-hmm. had, I think, we had made reservations, or we had decided we might want to eat there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And when we got up there, I had a glass of wine. You <laughs> had a couple of beers. I think mm-hmm. the, or maybe I had a martini. When we found out that the, the price of the booze. Somebody's drink was twenty dollars, and Freddie and I looked at each other and went, "Okay, we're not eating here. It's just we don't have. That's not in our budget." So there is a limit to how much I would spend as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it's like in and out. It's like based on your income, based on what you're used to, based on what you're comfortable with. And the guy who spends two hundred thirty thousand dollars on the Mercedes, you know, if his dinner bill is six hundred bucks and it's all right, well just all right then you know that's different than somebody that stepped outside of the norm and spent 600 bucks on this thing as a special treat and it's not very good yeah. it can cause you know a nervous <laughs> breakdown
0: i just gotta this isn't part of our emails i just looked uh as something came up uh my facebook screen and this is uh from jimmy calla i don't know if i'm getting this right jimmy anyway jimmy k just said uh you know
1: well, he's the kid that works out in, uh, like, um, um, Cornwall that was doing the morning show.
0: Oh, cool. His
1: latest or something? Yeah, that's it. Kaz- Kelis, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Good guy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't know if he's
3: still out there. He but said, uh, he was.
0: You'll love this. He goes, you guys got three days of show prep out of the fish and chips. It's a bargain.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's a great line. He said, uh Caper Bosch. True, he says, "Caper Bosch should write them off on his taxes. and uh and just got a quick note here from uh rudra rishi maharaj i'm going to the baseball game with him tomorrow night he says let me know when you want to go to an indian restaurant there are one or two in brampton yeah i I would you know what Uh, that might be something you and i and and rudy should do yes you know
3: what you
0: know what let's do that let's take him let's let's do that yeah. yeah let's let's take rudra uh as a as a thank you And he'd know where to take us. Yeah, I I would love that. Well, Rudra, if you're still listening, Freddie and I, uh, we'd love to take you, but you choose it. And then you tell me what to eat, because I'm telling you, I I wish I I would have that as an option in my takeout. If I just knew what to go and get. All
1: right. Well, you know, part of the experience, if you go to an restaurant, you can do what you did at the golf club. You could just ask the waiter and. Can you just run through a few of these things and they describe it and because I you know I've done that for years and I'm still not totally on top of everything. they have these little deep fried almost like dumpling type things that are so good too I forget what they're called all right let's get
0: started we this has all just been the pre-show Dan Duran will come back do uh, his news uh, in a little bit, and uh, Mike uh, will join us Toronto Mike will be here. And we got to uh, catch up on. Uh, and By the way, Rudy just responded, said, uh, Yeah, give us a couple of dates. I would love that. Go in there for lunch. And, um, and I'll, I'll do what you said I won't have the buttered chicken. You know, I could take it, take it or leave it. Uh, let's thank, uh, by the way, I'm hanging out with Brett Tanner today, Tanner Financial, going golfing with him.
3: Well, that should be exciting, sure. You can talk
1: about, you know what you can talk about. You tell me. Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Yeah, man. Get up to speed on what what is the latest because they're always improving that product. They are. Chamber Plan, uh, Canada's leading group benefit plan for, say, one to 100 employees. You can get a free quote today. It's prescriptions. It's a dental plan. They have all sorts of therapies, depending on the level that you buy in. Uh, There's an HR component now, mental health. Again, it's cutting edge. They look at the landscape and say, what do we need to make this plan as good as it can be? And they're all over They're all over it. Yeah, it's the Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan. Uh, Go to chamberplan.ca today and get a free quote. Spend some time on that website and you'll learn what it's all about, including a lot of testimonials from people uh, describing how it's worked for them chamberplan.ca uh, Now we're getting all kinds of people uh, giving us Indian
0: restaurant recommendations. My old buddy James Dooley said I'll happily volunteer to help you with your Indian cuisine education. He's got a couple places that he recommends on the Danforth. Yeah, yeah I would love it, man. I, I do. I, I, it's, it's funny because I do eat a lot of takeout food, as you know, and it's just one of those things I never think of. But I'm going to do what you said. I'm going to go sit in one place and say, okay, you tell me Uh, two or three items that I would love. I'll tell you what else you should do is uh, if you're an Indian restaurant or any other kind of entrepreneur or small business, even a large business, check out GoDaddy, powering small business and entrepreneurs for over 25 years and servicing over 20 million customers worldwide. GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, everything else you need to get your business online do you have an idea do you have something that you're looking at maybe a side hustle small business idea maybe you've been dreaming about it for a while well now you can get it online for free GoDaddy's free and friendly 24 7 support you can get it started even without a credit card uh you can get your website going right now visit godaddy.ca to learn more Place, it's
1: interesting you know Howard uh, we talk about this uh, you know over the years never ceases to amaze us you know we think you can come up with uh, profound subject matter for the show and maybe not get much of a reaction and then some of the most base things you talk about like restaurants and what we're eating gets a uh, major reaction it's something it's always been it, that way it's always been that way, hasn't it, Howard? Mm. Well, it is. A, you know,
0: what you're saying is the most sort of inane personal things yeah, are the, the things that uh,
1: people relate to.
0: Yeah, because the uh, barrier for entry is so low, you know? It's like everyone can participate in a expense. Hey, I paid too much for fish and chips story. Mm hmm. Yeah. By the way, just an update Dan, is, uh, Dan, Stan. I do something, by the way, I do that with Dan. Sometimes I call Stan Dan. And sometimes I refer to him as Stan Duran. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I go, hey, Stan Durant. Uh, update, <laughs> Stan Duran is still
1: in the basement. In the basement. Well, something has obviously freaked him out. It's,
0: he's not, from, by the way, I t-
1: you're, not that you're wrong. Okay, no, but to make him go down and do that, something happened. Nothing happened. Probably. Nothing. Well, why would he choose that all of a sudden? Why does he choose the hallway on the third floor? yeah but when he stands there and stares at the wall he 's not standing there he 's just laying there that 's where oh, he' no, i 'm saying in those situations where you 're looking at his behavior he 's heard something or
0: yeah maybe would think I also think he 's starting to go deaf a little bit because we have this ritual where every morning while i 'm making coffee down there, I do my little stretches and that 's his signal to go get his ball, and then we play ball for a few minutes right. while the coffee 's being made. Well, today I go down there, and, I, and he's not there yet. So I'm calling him. I'm like, Stan, stand, stand. Nothing. Like, nothing. And then I started sort of, you know, banging on the floor, and I was like, come on, buddy. And then finally, he kind of ambled downstairs, and I was like, I don't think he's... <laughs> I don't know if he's
1: hearing as well anymore, but <laughs> it's just like, dude. Anyway. I thought you, I thought you said he was... He gets you to repeat everything you say,
3: <laughs> like
1: my mother, <laughs> <Like my> in law <mother-in-law.
0: laughs> uh, That would be funny. Well, does your mom, does your mother-in-law, impl- mother-in-law play ball as well? Hey,
1: Freddie. No, but she's got hearing aids, and she either doesn't have them in or doesn't turn them up enough, so everything you say to her, it's eh? and you have to repeat it. Oh, that's interesting.
0: interesting. That's funny. That's in our future too.
1: Uh, all oh, right, absolutely. let's let's Hi get
0: guys. right to it. Uh, emails Hi today guys. Guys. Uh, will be brought to you by Gig Sky. Oh, wow our emails hi, and uh thank you very much to everyone who's been uh writing us humble and fred at humbleandfredradio.com do you want to start
1: yeah this is darren uh, shanahan uh pierre Apoliev. hi guys i'm a lifelong conservative but will not be voting for pp i supported charay it's not pp's policy but his trump narrative that really turns me off uh after Steam Whistle made a statement saying that uh, while they rented him space for a rally, it wasn't an endorsement, PP made this video bashing Steam Whistle that was so childish and Trump like. I will be sadly staying home in the next week. So they rented him space, but they said, hey, you know, okay, we rented him the space, but this doesn't mean we're endorsing him. And then he came back, uh, apparently, and went at them for, I guess, not. I, I, I mean, the,
0: the video link is there. I, I didn't uh, play it. I don't know if I'm going to play yeah. it now either.
1: Oh, no, but, you know, that's, again, the type of thing Trump would do, right? Yeah. Everybody is supposed to be totally behind him all the time. So, yeah.
0: All right. Th- and thank you, Darren. Uh, a, a proud Patreon supporter. You know, we haven't really talked about that much in the last uh, year or so. But if you want to become a Patreon supporter, you can for as little as a dollar or two a month. We appreciate hi it. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, this is from uh, Bill Chaput. Or Chaput. Hey. Hi, guys. I think you should sing the song, the Dan Duran Anchorman song. as something called a perpetual canon. And Dan can sing the final part. Now, I never heard that phrase. No, either. At I, I know what he means, but I. Yeah, and it, what he means is like when you do row, row, row your boat, and somebody starts, right, and then somebody comes in after, yes, and then other people come in, and and so on. Uh-huh. But I'd never heard. You know, I like words. So I'd never heard that phrase at all. But he's uh, he's got a good point because part of the problem with singing the Dan Duran song, which is of course, um, you know. Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with... So that's a Dan Duran song a few people don't know. But the problem we're going to have, I think, is because there's a bit of a delay that we only notice when we try and sing that together.
1: Mm-hmm. Although we could try. I, I, we should try. And if it's a car wreck, then uh, it's a car wreck. If it's not, it's not. I agree. Let's get- mm, no well, one we'll will die. Oh, no. <laughs>
0: okay.
3: Hi, guys. Hi, Hi guys. guys. Uh, moving on now. Uh, this is Judith the This is
1: Maureen Norman. Yeah, the beginning of a bunch of fish talk. We finally decided to indulge in fish and chips at the famous Kinmount chip stand in August. I guess this is up north. Uh, $19 per order for halibut plus chips. So delicious, but so crazy expensive. So... Three full orders would have been sixty bucks, which is still shy of my uh, three and two order at seventy seven. But theirs would have been sixty bucks with tax, which would have been sixty seven. Yeah, but Almost, that included the chips, though. No, exactly, three yeah. orders of chips, not two. But I'm assuming at nineteen order and then HST, so they would have been pushing seventy bucks for three orders. Well, you know, the mistake was halibut. Should have yeah. asked for cod or haddock. Jesus.
0: <laughs> what? How many more days are we getting? Still of this? stinging.
1: Oh my god!
0: Uh, this is another one. No, that's not what I wanted to hit. Here we go. Hi guys. Hi,
1: Hi guys.
3: guys. Hi guys. Um,
0: I'll just. I was going to skip over this one to come back to it, but I'll just do it. Uh, this is from Mike Hannifin, and remind everyone: uh, Mike is a guy you used to know. He used to be on our. He used to be on CFNY. Mm-hmm.
1: Was and a sports caster, sports guy. Yep. Worked in the markets after CFNY for several years. With yeah. Bill Big nice, guy. Mm-hmm. nice guy.
0: Very nice man. Mm-hmm. Hi, gents. He says, Hi, gents. For anyone who didn't listen slash watch Tuesday's show, Right to the very last minute. Fred needs to repeat the joke he told. I laughed so hard, I think my neighbors were worried about me. Then I scrolled back and listened to it again and laughed some more. Holy shit, that was funny. Please tell it again for anyone who might have left early. Now, I didn't remember what it was. And I remember something that you'd said. And I'm like, oh, I think that was when I, I didn't quite get it. And uh, sure enough, I went back and listened. And what happened was we were ending the show, and mm-hmm. you just kind of popped in. And I'm not sure if I was only half listening. I was doing something else. But for those who missed it, here it is. Let me
1: tell you about perspective. Give me some. I have a buddy, all right? He reads three to four books a week. He gets to exercise a couple of times a week. And he has sex three times a day. Mm. And all he wants to talk about is being in jail. <laughs> See, I'm,
0: now I'm listening to it. I get it. And, and if you I didn't play my reaction, my reaction was just so stupid because <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I didn't really get it. And that's why I said to you, I was like, no, what?
1: you were half listening. I you were doing something Yeah, I
0: was, I was doing something You were preparing for the end of the show Yeah <laughs> but I, And when I went back and, and edited it I was like, oh yeah, that is pretty funny But I, I love how you sort of hesitated toward the end Here You you kind of get to the Let end of it Let me tell you maybe. about Just And this. he has
1: sex three times a day mm. And all he wants to talk about <laughs> is being in jail
0: <laughs> And I think that's what threw me Is because you were sort of st- Not struggling for it But trying to get to it And uh, anyway, it made me laugh. So thanks Mike for pointing that out. It was very funny. Uh, Do you want to read the rest of that? Uh,
1: he says, also funny, Polyev defenders glossing over his uh, chumminess to ultra right wing extremists and white supremacists, uh, saying whatever, uh, whatever, they're Canadians, too. Someone has to listen to them. Yeah, I, we've heard that narrative or playing. What about ism? It's not really a defense. As someone more astute than me wrote, uh, Pierre Polyev might not be a fascist or white supremacist, but the fascists and white supremacists think he has their back. Uh, shades of trump in 2016 by the way good
0: um, that's a good point
1: yeah and just sort of echoing what we've said that that's what bothers us about it is the the mega stink on it yeah. and uh you know i only time will tell eh? as i
0: as i refer to it as the pb stink yeah. um hey all right Hi- Uh, Thanks, Mike, very much. Another uh, message about halibut. This is from Gord. He says, hello, guys. Heard your Price is Right discussion on fish. While it was definitely high, halibut has always been a premium over traditional cod, fish and chips. If Fred doesn't want to open his cheeks, he should switch to cod. And that's from Gord, who finishes it by saying, stay strong. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Oh, by the way, that's another thing I love about our listeners. That yes.
1: they, they just...
0: And not only do they, I think, appreciate the fact that we can ring three days of conversations out of, you know, one $77 order of fish and chips, but that phrase stays strong. That is that is a reference to... That is such an old reference on our show. hmm But whenever I see things like that, I'm like, oh, you know, we may not have... I don't know, widespread, mainstream, whatever anymore. And we just don't. We're doing this little show. It's like a little mom and pop shop. But I love the fact that our listeners are so invested that they they just get it. They just sort of, as I, we've said this to other people in radio, you know, this is certainly not maybe the biggest audience we've had, but it's the best, not only I think the best show we've ever done, but the best interactivity With our listeners, would you not agree?
1: Yes. Yes. (laughs) Everyone knows, yes. And, you know, really nothing to add to that, but um, an agreement. Mm-hmm. much agreements all right hi guys here we go just a couple more and then uh we'll move on this is from christine cameron yes uh, hi guys love the show uh one more stat in the mix in september she's talking about the queen elizabeth stat on monday that's federal not provincial one more stat in the mix in september is truth and reconciliation day september 30th i didn't know about that Yeah, me neither. It appears to be provincial and optional, but my sister works for the federal government. She says she gets it off. So she as a fed employee, federal employee now has 3 stat days in September. I don't begrudge people time off, but when it's our tax dollars paying these employees, let the uh, begrudging begin. Begrudging. Oh. Oh. I'm not sure that's spelled correctly. No, it isn't. There's no G. And I was thinking, I was going to ask Howard, what does begruding mean? I I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) It's begrudging. Yeah, Yeah, she missed the G. Anyway, uh, I thought it was an actual word, uh, in part because uh, they also get a uh, bajillion sick days and can carry them over for 45 years, etc. This shit adds up, and we all pay for it. End of rant, and thanks for listening.
0: I think, I think begruding is what Stan does. He's just recruiting all the time. Right. Uh, thank you, Christine Cameran. Uh, by the way, I uh, looked this up. Uh, B.C., Nova Scotia, P.E.I., and Newfoundland. Oh. will be observing the holiday on Monday. Ontario and others will not. So there you go. All right. Hold on a minute. Let me get this back.
1: Hi, guys. Hi, Hi guys. guys. Hi, guys. Uh, do, 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 do. This is from
0: Jeremy Scott. Headline, once again, you have proven to be a bad influence. Keep it up. Uh, whilst standing innocently in line at the deli counter, I spied this and immediately started laughing. And what this is is a picture, a photo of uh, some a giant salami. And uh, I spied this and immediately started laughing and thinking, Hey, look, Dan Duran was here. <laughs> Keep it up, he says. P.S., if you do want to start a 24-hour Yee channel, it better not in- it better not turn into 24-hour reruns of The King of Queens. <laughs> the world needs more ye, And we agree. Yee. And that, once again, is from...
1: Yee! jeremy scott hi guys. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. hi guys and uh this last one's all you there freddie p uh yeah jeremy scott the scott shields uh hi gentlemen i'll try to keep this short which he doesn't actually but uh fred was asking the other day whether it would be better to leave the flag pin in uh to help putts go in in golf well golf digest did the definitive study on this and Long story short, pulling the flag is almost always better than leaving it in. The only place it really helps is if uh, the putt was going to go way past the hole and the flag stops it from going too far. Here's the article, and he uh, the link.
3: There.
1: Let me just jump in quickly. You know, there was a time when it was illegal
0: to yeah. leave the flag in. Illegal. Yeah. you we were going to go to jail. But it was against the rules. And a few years ago, they changed that rule. And for a while, it was kind of fashionable for people to leave it in, uh, and there's a few people I play with now the days that still do it. But as I said to somebody this summer, I said, if PGA Tour players aren't doing it, with the exception of one guy, there's a reason. They've done the research, and they have figured out that it's not advantageous. Because if it were, they would be doing it. Yes. Um, but also continue, because this is uh, another thing that came up on the show. We were talking about taking 10,000 steps a day. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, Fred was wondering how he could ever get 10,000 steps a day to stave off dementia, per Dan's news report. My mother and father-in-law have each done 10,000 steps per day since January 1 without fail. If the weather looks bad tomorrow, they'll do 20,000 today to bank it for that rainy day. And they do it all while holding down uh, full-time office jobs. They're just doing it to be more active and no results yet, if it's uh, holding off the dimension, uh, but I guess that will happen in time. Uh, by the way, uh, my father-in-law is a Habs fan, so he's already half crazy. <laughs> I <laughs> like saw that. but really, he's saying if you if they can do it, you can too. But I wish you would have said 20, how
0: they're doing it because I read that this morning. I thought, okay, ten thousand, I can kind of get my head around that. I did eleven thousand yesterday, but I walked, you know, f- fucking eighteen holes. I just wanted to like. Like, how do you get 20? I mean, I mean, great, good on them for doing it. I just don't know why. That's a lot of walking.
1: It's a lot of walking, but you know, you talk about how to do it. Like, you put in 11,000 steps yesterday, but that wasn't, you didn't start that A going, I'm going to put 11,000 steps. Yeah, it wasn't in. my intention. It was just a byproduct. Right. You, you were golfing, and it was yeah. a byproduct. And I've noticed with walking, when I lose interest in walks, It's the same route all the time. Mm -hmm. I find it very boring. I know a couple of times I've gotten in the car and driven somewhere and did my walk. If you're sort of detached from the task at hand. I see that. You know, like, you know, drive downtown or a couple of uh, months ago, I just drove to downtown Brampton and walked all around. I hadn't been down there in years, actually, to be honest. So I'm sort of detached. I'm looking at all these things I remember, and the byproduct is the steps. Because it can be very boring if you're doing the same God. I
0: know for a while there, you were just, uh, uh, you'd go for your walks with your headphones. Mm. What, um, excuse me, do you, yeah, sorry. Indian food. Do you have any concept of how many steps in an hour? Like, I don't, I don't really know.
1: Yeah, you know what, Howard? For me, an hour is about five to 6,000 steps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you could do 20,000. That's why I was trying to figure it out. Okay, Mm -hmm. 10,000 would be... A couple hours of active, what an hour and a half! You yeah, could do yeah. But you're doing twenty thousand. That's a big commitment. And as you said, they mm-hmm. still have jobs. And but good for them. Again, you know, I, I'm I think it's great. And maybe you could write us back, Scott. Maybe uh, give us some uh, clue as to how they do it. Anyway, thanks to everyone who um, who emails us. We really appreciate it. And as I said, our our audience uh, definitely devoted, uh, and uh, we love that you're part of the show. Humble and Fred. At HumbleAndFredRadio.com. Today, the email is brought to you by GigSky. The only worldwide mobile data service with affordable rates in over 190 countries. Download the app, uh, Android or iOS, no big deal. You can uh, enter the code for a while now, HF2022, for $5 off your first plan or... Visit GIGSky.com for more information. If you're looking for all the things that GIGSky offers, it really is the one-stop shop for data plans. And now, of course, we've mentioned this a few times. Travel Rewards. GIGSky.com slash Travel Rewards. Sign into your account for more information about the Travel Rewards program.
1: GIGSky.com Frederick. Hey, whether you're a sports bettor, a horse racing fan, a poker or casino player, Bodog is your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds to their world-class sportsbook and feature-rich poker room uh, to their fully-loaded casino and race book, It's all there. They've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994. And, of course, it's Thursday, so the NFL week kicks off. It's, uh, it's The Chargers at the Chiefs tonight, the Chargers, a four-and-a-half-point pick. Uh, the over-under 43 on that All the odds are there for this week's NFL games Including the Bills Who are a whopping 10-point pick To beat the uh, Tennessee Titans On Monday night Oh, they're the Monday night game? Yeah nice. Crazy, eh? Yeah. So, the Bills play a Thursday night Don't play again until Monday That's a long time To wait for the Buffalo Bills Yeah, it's
0: uh, It's an extra couple of days Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope that doesn't throw Josh Allen off his routine.
1: But then they have a week where they play on Sunday and then have to play Thursday. I don't like that either because they're the Buffalo Bills are in Detroit for the Thanksgiving Day game. Oh yeah, in November. Okay, just nice. It is nice.
0: It's the um, afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't talked a lot about stand-up uh, recently because I haven't done a lot of stand-up recently, and this isn't about my show, but it's about friends of mine that are doing a show. And if you go to my Facebook page or, or uh, Humble and Fred or even uh, follow me on Twitter, the details are there. It's Monday night, so if you're not going to be watching the Bills, uh, how about check out this new comedy club. It's called uh, Joker's Theater and Comedy Club in Richmond Hill. And uh, my friend Ian Sirota, Simon Rakoff, Steve Brinder, Uh, are doing a show called uh, The Stars of David. What do all these comics have in common? Well, they're Hebraic. It is really a a great show. It's a a chance to see, like, Simon. I know you go back with Simon. Didn't he? Was it Simon that helped you out on your uh, sports show years ago? He he did some bits, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, Simon and Ian uh brender's a guy I knew years ago and he's seems like he's coming back to doing stand-up but ian and simon are two guys that i've worked with uh since i came back to doing it in 2016 two of the finest comedians in this country are putting on a nice show at this uh new ish comedy clubs tickets are available at jokers.ca all the details on our facebook page but these guys reached out to me last night and said hey would you and fred mind you know, given this a push There's only a few tickets left So I think they're excited to have The room sold out It's a, uh, a night of uh, really, really funny uh, Jewish-based, com- you know, comedy But, like I said, a couple of these guys Are uh, guys I've seen a lot over the last Four or five years And they are just, you know, so good at this You're going to have a great time Jokers.ca for more information uh, We should also mention uh, I guess we can wait till Dan gets back, but uh, this will be our last chance to alert everyone about Dan's show, which is going to be cool. Uh, and Dan's show goes up this weekend, so we'll wait till Dan gets back to to give that a mention. By the way, uh, gas—you know, gas has gone down. I think ninety days in a row, or something like that. Do you remember what? Like, I remember it was it was costing me one hundred and twenty dollars to fill up my tank. But it's down to like a buck thirty six is what they're paying for it in Alberta. What are we paying for it here now? Like one eighty?
1: Oh no no no! The one forties one forties okay around here. What was um, it? At, what was it at its high then? About two fifteen? Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, it's part of the big conspiracy. The man's out to get us, right? Yeah, now. man what they do is they put it up you know the gas is around you know a buck 10 a buck 15 then they put it up to two dollars and then you're happy when it's back at like 150 or 140 that mm. was that polyev did he do
0: that yeah party Polyev. yeah he, he did it mm. he did it um anyway it it is interesting that it's come down it's so uh i don't know we all talk about it when it goes up, but it seems like as it's going down, you just kind of go, oh, well, this is good. We don't really.
1: Yeah. You know, it's still, you know, my SUV, it's 90 bucks to fill it with regular. You know, I have a, like a 60 liter tank. So Same it's as like mine. Yeah. So it's. But don't you get mid grade or something? So it's well, even no, no, I, I used to, but I don't anymore. If I got. What? You're putting regular gas in your <laughs> mid grade car. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I am. Uh... You can lose your license.
0: <laughs> I you, listen, the, the fucking things, you know, that it's literally, it's a piece of shit when I'm driving and it's, I don't know. I'm, it can't be worth more no. than 10 grand.
1: Yeah. But those Acuras Really? You should put the mid grade in. No right. Well,
3: I know. It costs so much money. And,
1: yeah, that's true. And you get better mileage too.
3: It costs so much money.
1: Uh, speaking
0: of numbers, the uh, Emmy awards, which none of us knew were on. Uh, here's why. Uh, this is a big time u s network nbc production um cost millions of dollars what what do you think how many people would have watched that back in the day that would have been fifteen 20 million people what do you think is watching it now couple five point nine uh, is that all one oh. point Dan, it down it's down it's down from last year one point five million less viewers
1: you know i think uh, again um i think that's another byproduct too of too much content it's like when the emmys used to be on we could all sort of get our head head around the nominees yeah we could all on some level identify with them now it's like you know with streaming and all the specialty channels and they're all up for emmys it's like you might watch that show and go, ah, you know, I just, I haven't got to that yet. I don't even know what that's about yet. I haven't had a chance to get to that yet. So that identifying, oh, I hope my show wins thing is is out oh, the window. About well, it. I don't know. If I, I don't know if I ever got that
0: excited about it. Oh, I but did.
3: I, I hope my show <laughs> oh, my oh, my oh, my oh, my wins. did they win?
0: Yeah. I, I think you make a uh, part of your point is a good one. I think that uh, – It's part of you don't recognize the shows or if you do, maybe haven't seen, you know, that that season like, you know, Ted Lasso. They're on on your list. They're on on your list. list. Uh, Ted Lasso, Mm -hmm. uh, which season three is supposed to be coming out soon. Where are you with that? Have you seen any of it? Are you up to?
1: Oh, no, I'm right up to
0: speed. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Love like, it. there's a, a show that God, I recognize some of the people, and there was a few other shows I recognize, but that's part of it. You and I, and I think I made this point to you on the error off, but there was a time where our jobs would have required us to, A, watch it, and, B, we would have talked about it. We certainly would have known it was on. When I got uh, down here that day and I just sort of looked at some of those services, I was like, oh, shit, the Emmys were on. I'm sure you had the same
1: experience. I had, no, re- I had no, no part of my world was watching that show. Yeah. Have I lost track here? The final season of Afterlife, would that have been last yes. year or not? Or, this year. Or uh, eligible this year? It, it, that's a great question, actually. Because to me, that's the, great, that's the greatest series I've ever. That's number one on my list of all of them. Yeah, be honest. And I'm... Again, that's my show.
3: My and it, show. And it didn't
1: win. <laughs> Same as my mom used to love the... Although, you know, I'm contradicting myself. My mom used to love the Academy Awards and never, ever would have seen one of the movies. But she would hope that person would win because she knew them. No, she I didn't. get it. I, I, well, I don't, I don't
0: know where, what's the third season of Afterlife. I thought it was in twenty hundred and twenty two, but it But mm-hmm. um, I, I had this... Article, I because I'm always looking for something to watch on Netflix. And I, and I, you know, part of the problem is you're like, I don't know. Dan recommended Westworld. I've watched it for a season and a half and you recommended successions. You know, same thing. But I was going through this list and then they list afterlife. They have a list of the worst and the best on Netflix mm-hmm. and under the best category. The first one is afterlife. And, mm-hmm. and if anyone listening hasn't seen it, it is definitely worth it. But you mentioned Yellowstone. Same thing. I gave it a couple episodes. Just didn't do it. Dan?
2: Yeah, no, I never saw that. But what, it was, what is Afterlife about?
0: Ricky I've Gervais. Never seen his... It's Ricky Gervais. Oh, loses, Gervais. Yeah, oh, yeah he, he, okay, loses, okay. he loses his yeah. wife. Yeah, no, yes, no, I, I remember. Let yeah, me just sorry. say, the show is funny. He loses his wife and he calls everyone a cunt. That's basically the synopsis of. <laughs> and I say that word because it's true. Because in mm-hmm. in the series, he literally, there's a, a meme or something, a a meme. Where all the times he calls somebody a cunt in that
1: series, it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> that's common over there. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's just uh, I just it's I just I, I just love it that show. I just and I wish there was more. But could again, you watch no, it again? Part of me could you watch it again? Uh no, probably not right yeah.
0: now. Yeah, me too. Well,
1: one thing I will say when you talk about Yellowstone too. Another thing, if you. Like, if you're a couple and you both like a show, part of the fun is watching it sort of together. I think you've mentioned this before. Like Yellowstone, if it was just me or just Delise, would I watch the whole thing? But we're both sort of into it. So it's fun that every, you know, it comes on Sunday nights. We watch it Monday nights and just to look forward to it and watch it together. And
0: I get it. It's like, it's like both of you are reading a book at the same time. You have yeah. the characters in common. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a group watch feature on some
2: of the streaming services where you can. Uh, I don't know how it works because I've never used it. But there you can you know, connect with people around the world and sort of watch it together. How aggravating would that be? <laughs>
0: I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I couldn't
1: I imagine anything
0: course. less appealing than that.
1: <laughs> you know, I think Sportsnet has that feature. Is there's that? Have you ever seen that kid Steve Dangle? I think he was supposed to be on the show once. Yeah, I've heard it? of him. Or- yeah. Anyway, not my cup of tea, and I guess it's for a younger demographic. But they have this thing: watch the game with Steve Dang- Dangle or something, and you're supposed to sit there and with him while he goes into these leaf tirades. It's like, no, nah, no. Do you guys ever? Uh,
0: <laughs> do you guys ever do this? You know, you put on Netflix and the first thing it's, you know, they give you a, like who's watching and then it says uh, something like, uh, let me just put it up here. It says, uh, uh, so I go, who's watching? And then it says, surprise me. You ever do that? Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever hit no, the surprise no, me? But I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. I'm nervous. Cause I'm like, what if I hit surprise me? And it's a picture of me fucking a goat. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. It's
0: like, what? Surprise. <laughs> I don't. There's like, a, like I know that Netflix does that. They want you to like or dislike a show so they can then suggest stuff that's like that show for you. Mm-hmm. But I've uh, I've never had the uh, I've never had the uh,
1: nerve to hit surprise me. <laughs> I guess not. If Hey, if you've been out there fucking goats, fucking I would goats. I'd be nervous, too. <laughs> for you to worry about that, means you've actually been fucking goats.
0: Maybe. Maybe I have. Uh, Dan Duran, are you uh, in an emotional uh, place right now that you I could... Uh,
2: I, can, I, can, yeah. I mm. think I can uh, muster my, uh, my emotions and um, bring must, them together.
0: Hey, by the way, before the news, I'm not sure if you heard me talking about uh, the show that my friends are doing. And of course, you being an acquaintance of mine, I would like to plug your show one more time. So we'll do that in a second. But first, a message from these fine folks. During your
4: commute again. Do you find yourself living at work instead of working from home? Couldn't this have been an email? When it feels like all that's left is work hard. <sighs> you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net Play free casino games, get poker tips, and check out the latest sports odds. Visit Bodog.net today.
0: Hashtag make a play. On uh, this weekend, Dan Duran and Lisa Devin, Mm. is it okay to mention her last name? It says here on your Facebook. Dan writes, hey, I'm stretching. I've done a lot of movies, TV shows, and radio. However, all my stage work has been introducing bands and emceeing Frank and Kathy's wedding, which I think is very funny. So I agreed to do a staged play reading with the wonderful Lisa Devon this weekend. If you're near Peterborough this weekend, you use this weekend twice. Uh, anyway, um, a little a little clunky. Uh, if you're near yeah. Peterborough this weekend, I invite you to check Constellations out at the Peterborough Theater Guild, and it's a beautiful uh, mock-up of the poster. One relationship, infinite possibilities. Mm-hmm. A staged reading starring Dan Duran. Now it's Friday, September 16th. That's tomorrow night. If you're downloading the show on the Thursday, Saturday uh, as well. Both shows, uh, the evening show start at 730. But on Sunday, it's a matinee. So what you do, Peterborough, is to go for one of your fancy brunches and you have some eggs. Mm-hmm. And then you go see Dan and Lisa, do they think? Yes. Uh, how do you feel about your stage of readiness? Uh, we're having another rehearsal tonight, and
2: uh, and then maybe some, uh, you know, work. Lisa and I'll do somewhere else. Uh,
0: mm, I bet you will. Um, Darin, I'm <laughs> doing <laughs> some. Do. Lisa working and Dandurand.
2: Lisa Divan. still hosting. Read this script. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm feeling pretty good about it. Yeah. I don't think it's there quite yet. I think tonight will really because of you know, you know, the staged part. Because wandering around on the stage and you know when, when you're supposed to hit the marks and all that kind of thing is is what I've uh, you know need to work on a little bit.
0: Who's uh, doing uh, your makeup? Are you oh, gonna man. put? A, are you gonna put a little mustache on just to enrich the character? <laughs> what is your character's name? That's a uh, uh,
2: shit. I don't remember what my what? character's name. Is. What? Yeah.
0: What? Well, I just I don't. That's not one of the things I've been concentrating on. Uh. Wait a second. You're doing a play tomorrow night, <laughs> reading a script you've been working on for weeks, and you don't know your
1: character's name. No. And the thing is that. The whole key to acting is you must become the character. Exactly. That's what I was be- going to say. You must become that person, and you don't even know who the person is. <laughs> I was going to say, because I thought he would go,
0: Oh, my character's name is this. And I'd go, What does this do for? What's his inner story? Like, as of <laughs> tomorrow morning, you have to become that person. And I know they're not listening, but whoever's directing this thing is like, Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. But well, let me see, who's the director? Uh, it's directed yes. by uh, B. Quarry. <laughs> if B. Quarry heard you, why don't you tell me, Corey? oh By the way, I don't know the character's name. Right. I'll let her know today that I was. What's Lisa's times. character's name?
2: Marianne. what's but your I chari- say Marianne, in the show, yeah, many but, times.
3: But yeah, there's, but times.
2: beside on in the script, there's the character's name when you speak, and you don't know that. <sighs> no, because I don't have to memorize it. It's all in a script. My character's name, by the way, to solve this problem, is Roland. And okay. Thank
1: you oh, Roland. Me. But when you're doing the rehearsals with uh, Lisa, she must be saying Roland all the time. A couple of times. I even introduced myself a couple of times back <laughs> This
2: Here is
0: so much... This is my... Honestly, of all the things I love about you, and it's many, many, there, it's many, 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 many things, this is my favorite thing about you. <laughs> and, and what it is, is that you have this ability to compartmentalize information in a way that I... It's remarkable. It's why I'm you're like so fan. much... I'm unusual. I'm odd. No, you're so much better. It's why you're happier than most people, because you just... You have a way to compartmentalize. Like there, I'm the opposite. I'd be, you know, thinking about Roland and what does Roland think, and I'd be fretting over it. But not you. You're just like, I don't know. I'm going you know, up there. I'm some guy. I'm a guy named Roland. Jesus. Anyway. So Roland
2: and all the
1: things that could have come up this morning that had to come up. (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't prep
0: for that. Yeah, I just should have been. uh, Yeah, I would have just made up some shit. Oh, his name is I would. Because what the fuck are we going to know? We don't know anything. (laughs) Mm -hmm. See, that's so against my character.
2: I can't do that. I can't make it. Well, that's true. I can't lie. Well, that's
0: where we're (laughs) caper boss and I are notorious liars. So that's why we're good storytellers.
1: It, but in this context, it's not lying. It's performing. It's moving the subject matter along. Darren. You could have just said Harry. And yeah, that's, that's right. How if, if, Fred, have, yeah.
0: if Fred asked me, what is the character's name in a play I was doing this weekend? And I couldn't remember. The last thing I'm going to do is admit it. <laughs> i'd say gerald i'd fucking come up with a thousand names before i'd go i don't know my character's name because i would be worried about what just happened to you i would just go i don't know his name is uh fred oh isn't that interesting fine yeah well yeah fantastic oh, a- anyway what better way to uh promote constellations this weekend
1: <laughs> does roland have a last name no he does not oh, okay. not yeah. on this yeah okay he probably does, but just, and then Dan's see, fucking uh, done with nope.
0: Dan's so done with this conversation. Now. Yeah, <laughs> no, Roland, I'm so, sure that so uh, I guess now. asking you what uh, you know if you've done any uh, you know what do they call that you know deep background, uh, Roland, any kind of preparation as to what would Roland do? Are you walking around? Do you want do you want people to just to call you Roland on stage day or whatever like? <laughs> I'm, no, I'm not that kind of actor. Oh, you're so not a method that, actor. I,
2: hey, we we spent the first rehearsals talking about the characters.
0: Oh, yeah. we really didn't do. We just <laughs> too sort of, bad you didn't re- remember re- their <laughs> names.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like <laughs> a radio thing. Well, let's, yeah. let's talk about our listener. What is our listener? Who is our listener? Why don't we get a cardboard cutout of our actual listener and put them? Did we do that at oh.
0: some station? Did we have cardboard oh. cutouts somewhere?
1: No. Some stations did, though. Yeah, yeah, I know. So that the morning show of the Jocks would be looking at
3: who their listener is.
0: Well, I know who our uh, our news person is, and it's this fellow.
4: Here's to a fella named Ganderan, mm, a hell of a guy with a hell of a hella big wang, bang. the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh? Ganderan, the anchor man, comes and asks for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan Durand, the man's here He's prone to falling off his chair But he's got a big wang, so he don't care
2: And his voice is nice and low My voice is nice
0: and low And now live from a lakeside Inside the Dan Durand news trailer With news, views, and opinions Here's Roland Duran. (laughs) Yes, floods, fires, and
2: drought like never before still doesn't mean the Ontario government really cares. Now, you may not uh, or just uh, in passing heard about a lawsuit that some Ontario students uh, 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 established against the provincial government when they did their uh, uh, watering down of their climate legislation in 2018. So the uh, the claim from, uh, is that their charter rights were breached when Ford passed the Cap and Trade Cancellation Act, which weakened emission targets set by the previous liberal government. And it, it basically uh, uh, reduced by like 13 percent or something by uh, whatever the year the target year is. Um, but what the lawyers for the provincial government are saying in court is this. The emissions reduction plan put forward by the province's progressive conservative government is not a law. It's a communications product. So it's a brochure. <laughs> it has no legal force, according to the, the, uh, the lawyer who told the judge who's passing judgment on all of this. Uh, so they're they're just uh, talking about you know, so basically whatever their emission targets are are not they're saying that it doesn't matter it's just like you know hey we're just uh, we just put this law in and, and now it, it doesn't count so there's no way of enforcing it and whatever so it's going to be an interesting interesting lawsuit to watch the outcome of anyway it's uh, in the Toronto Star today if you want to check it up. Well, thank
0: you, Dan. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the the thing about those emissions, I mean, and again, political, whatever. The liberals set all these lofty goals that are never, ever attained. It's like a pipe dream, and they're just never. Maybe by re- reducing it a bit, it makes it a little more attainable, which might actually stimulate people to conform if it's actually attainable. Well, here's the thing, Fred. I, I don't think that, that governments are treating the, uh,
2: the climate problem like it's really a crisis where the more I read, the more I, that it's just, no, we're not going to get there because there, people aren't caring enough about it. Mm -hmm. Governments aren't caring enough about it. Well, governments and everybody. Yeah. And
0: and, and you're right, Dan, but you, Mm -hmm. part of the reason that it can't be left up to government is because people in government's jobs Mm -hmm. is really staying in government. Yeah. And so in order to stay in government, you have to water down and, sort of mitigate any kind of real legislation with teeth in it because your job is to get elected again. Right. It has to and come from the boy pride.
1: down the street leaves, it loses his job because yeah. of these environmental uh, restrictions. It's like he'll, he'll vote against
0: you. Yeah. And, and so what I was going to say, Dan and then Fred and now Mikey's here
3: time. Mikey, Toronto, Mikey. Hey,
0: um, it's gonna to have to come from the private sector. And I, I read something this morning that there's a company, and I wish I could remember, that is literally dedicating some guy is selling his companies like three billion dollars and is going to dedicate his time to climate. Who is that, Mike? Pantagonia. Pantagonia. And and when I saw that I thought, you know, that is actually where where real change might come from, because the constituency of a private company is just their shareholders and a lot of these big rich people. <laughs> You know, Bill Gates and, and such are, are, they don't have to worry about getting reelected is what I'm trying to say.
2: Yeah, but it, then it turns into, you know, private persons, uh, uh, you know, rich, influential people's uh, agenda. I mean, I what I don't understand is how governments don't, like, you know, whatever, in the states or in Texas or whatever, they, they just don't think it exists in some way. Well, but, I know. but in California, there's a, a drought that's, uh, that's the worst drought in over a thousand years.
0: Yeah. So and you know. and they don't think it's to do to do the climate. I know. It's ridiculous. You know, it's everybody else's problem. That's right. But but the that, government, if you're thinking that government's the solution, I think that's part of the problem.
1: But Howard, even like look at that, you name one company. We need thousands of companies to do that before yep. there's any impact. And again, it's the same bottom line. I mean, a company can adopt some, you know, environmental policies, but maybe what comes with that is letting people go and they don't want to or when It's 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 I don't know what the solution is, because each step of the way, somebody's going to go without. And that's the problem. What do you do? How does how does everyone buy in? It's. It's a paramount problem.
0: Well, and and again, it's a huge problem. And Dan's uh, report there just is it's it's another thing like expecting governments to make these wholesale changes when you forget that Mm -hmm. those people who are making those decisions as you said fred you know you make a decision that affects the guy down the street loses his job at the fossil fuel plant and uh Mm -hmm. you don't get elected again Mm -hmm. uh dan um we're going to uh i don't know i don't want to put you on the spot because uh i asked you your character's name in a play you've been rehearsing is it possible you have a second story i don't know Let me let me look. Uh, Yes, I seem to remember. I do. And here we go. Uh, Here's once again with another story. Here's Dan Roland Rand. (laughs)
2: <laughs> Thank you for reminding my name. You know, I was uh, looking at the ten, uh, the world's ten richest people list. Yes, which came out, and I, I looked at the list, and I do not know most of these people on the list. I like personally list
0: you don't know you. them, or you just never heard of them
2: uh, personally, or okay. actually don't know most of them. I right mean, they're, they're, Gates is coming up, and Musk is coming up, and Bezos, you know that. But yeah. let's start at number ten from a guy named uh, Mukesh Ambani from India. He's worth ninety one billion. There's Larry
0: Ellison. I don't know Sergey Bin. Wait, wait. Larry is from uh, Oracle. What? Yeah, Oracle. Oh, okay. Sergey, he's from Google. Google. I was going to get There's that. Mike. People. then Mike. Okay, well, Mike. I bad. would have gotten Sergey from Google.
2: Keep going. Warren Buffett, of course. Yeah, he's yeah. at ninety-eight billion. Larry
0: Page. What's he from, Mike? I mean, He's also Google. Yeah, Larry and Sergey, they they built the Google. Oh, okay, well they see it in uh, Okay, in keep going. Go. And also how much money are they worth?
2: 99. 99 bill. Wow. Billion. Billion.
0: <laughs> bill Gates I'll tell you what <laughs> those guys are having fish and chips for every fucking meal. <laughs> All
1: day long. Yeah. Haddock, 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 haddock. They were a haddock like the, they,
0: they sleep in a haddock bed. Uh, keep
3: I like it I so much. I, I, saw them. I,
1: I think I saw them at Heritage. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's right.
0: <laughs> they weren't asking about the prices. Yeah, they <laughs> weren't. Keep going, down.
2: Bill Gates at 115. Wow. Billion. And then Bernard Arnault. He's uh, from France. I don't really know who he is. He owns France. Mm-hmm. Oh, does he? Okay. Yes, he's, a, he's right. the guy that bought France. Another guy from India, and he's uh, climbed up from. Uh, he's uh, his worth has increased sixty six billion of late. Jesus, what's uh, he worth? Uh, he's worth one hundred and forty three billion, and his name is Gautam Adani. Is that the
0: guy I'm from there. Hero, Mike? Because uh, I don't know no. There's a hero. The guy that the guy that owns Hero uh, bikes or motorcycles. Might I don't know about
2: that, but he's uh, he runs in a multinational conglomerate. Okay, with. Uh, parts in gas, power, ports, and uh, okay, some maybe other sectors. That. Okay, and, keep and going. A lot to, surging prices have a lot to do with the uh, gas, oil, and coal. Anyway, uh, yeah, so now then we get to people we know. So the last two uh, is uh, Jeff Bezos at $153 billion. His worth is down $40 billion. Summer. Uh, from where it was. And Elon Musk's value is still... Astronomical, the two hundred and forty-five billions, but uh, he, he's lost fifteen billion of his of his worth.
1: Did you say it's you're, Bezos you're
2: who's made. dropped? Bezos who's dropped? No, Bezos oh. is second. Elon no, is who, first. Who first. lost forty?
1: Oh, 40 was Beto- Bezos. Yeah. yeah, he's see, he's got to get the cod now. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's right. He's going. We have to cut back. How dare you get halibut? Um. On the subject of money, I'm reading yesterday that the queen's fortune, her direct fortune, was something like $629 million. And then uh, there's all sorts of gray areas around her, which could go over a billion dollars, but it's passed from generation to generation. But as far as her personal fortune goes, uh, Prince Charles, apparently, will inherit the brunt of it. And not pay any taxes on it and i learned that in the united kingdom there's a 40 percent inheritance tax that people have to pay but it will not apply to him how's that isn't that nice how do you tell common folk that you know yeah, want
0: to pass yeah, down it's terrible but no different than any of those other nerds that dan just mentioned they're not paying the kind okay. of tax that they should no. be it's not no, she's it's wrong. Mm-hmm. She's availing herself, or that estate is availing themselves of the same bullshit loopholes all rich people do.
1: Yeah, but this one's an actual. The problem here, Howard, it's actually a thing, a law. Those people play, you know, with their accountants and everything. This is a thing that royalty does not pay inheritance tax. Well,
0: that's because they're in charge of the. They're
1: royal. They're royal.
0: <laughs> you can be royal.
4: What, Mikey? Well, I was going to point out the uh, massive revenue that the royal family generates for England. That's I mean, true. It's a
0: it's the biggest mm-hmm. tourist attraction in the country. Yeah, that's of course the voice of our producer. Yeah, baby, did Toronto. You
1: see, did you see the lineup yesterday? To just walk by that the pop? Freedom Coffin? Yeah, man. Oh, it it's was cool. out the thing and down the street and over a bridge and around a corner? Like it's unbelievable. Yeah. Just to walk by it, you can't even touch it or stop. You know,
0: as much as I'd like to mock along with you One of the things I heard yesterday that did kind of make sense To a lot of those people, to Mike's point about it Being a figurehead in the UK In a way that we can't relate to Even though she's our monarch uh, A lot of those people that were mourning her Were also, it's like mourning the loss of somebody Like almost like they They have a relationship with that family that we don't don't I'm not explaining it very
1: much Well, the only problem is though, right? If you went there to be mourning her By the time you passed the casket It would be afternoon <laughs> <laughs> I bet you Mike Hannafin, finna like that
3: one
0: and, and the guy was in jail uh, Let's uh, quickly Meet with our producer Toronto Mike And by the way I, uh, I'm gonna let you know now Mike I know you love to linger after the show But I gotta go do some client facing stuff So it'll be a quick meeting uh, Toronto Mike. Freddie, are you all up to date? I think you were... I No, oh, the Retirement Sherpa yes, needs
1: to be mentioned.
0: The uh, Retirement uh, Sherpa bringing you uh, Toronto Mike's appearance today.
1: Tim is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection Fund. Uh Tim is your guy. If you have an existing portfolio, you want somebody to have a second look at it, he'll do it. He's done it for many Humble and Fred listeners, and several have come over to the Tim side. But he'll give you the straight goods. If it's okay, everything seems to be in place. He'll tell you the truth, and... That's it. No strings attached. No obligation. He's the retirement sherpa. Retirementsherpa.ca. Hmm. Uh, Toronto, Mike. Can
4: you?
0: Uh, you know. Uh,
4: yeah. Listen, you guys know I care about all of you. I care about you very much.
0: Do you we, know that? I, Why well, I, we feel it. We appreciate. I care it. about you. We care yeah. about you. <laughs> So By the, the way, if like you were worried. to play, would you know the character's name? <laughs> of course. Of course <laughs> okay.
4: <laughs> I'm always concerned when there's signs that one of you might have I know, I might know. Be slipping or saying. So oh, let, let me just take over the show for a brief moment. Go ahead. So I'm gonna play a clip from yesterday's show, everybody. Listen up. This was live on Humble and Fred yesterday.
0: Little April wine. Have we ever had Miles Goodwin on the show? Jesus. Maybe we should talk to him, because I would like to get Miles Goodwin on the show before we uh, shut the show down at some point, because he made a, little, a lot of great music this band made in Canada across uh, along the years, and uh, you know another great story of a band that could have been worldwide famous, but uh, wasn't. You know, that's all.
3: That was yesterday, yeah. Howard. Yeah,
0: I know, I know
4: okay so i'm listening live as i typically do and i hear that and i'm like how okay so now and again i know how impatient you are this clip it runs 90 seconds but i think we can let it play completely with your blessing here i'm just going to press play so here is uh this was recorded about 15 months
0: ago okay let's listen to this 15 months ago on humble and fred We've been talking about you for the last couple of days, today in particular because uh, I'm Howard. As I said, I I looked up in 1976, April of 1976, I got to see my very first concert, and the opening act was Heart. And uh, the headline act was April Wine, and and I tell you, for a lot of Canadians, you were the first concert I ever saw, uh, first band I ever saw in concert, and it had a huge effect on me and a lot of Canadians. So I just like to start by saying, welcome to the show. I've interviewed a lot of people over the course of this career, but I was very excited to have you on the show as April Wine meant a lot to me in the seventies, like a lot of Canadians. And uh, I I wonder, do do, do you do you feel that from when you still travel that people. like me always come up to you and say, oh my God, you are, I can't, I remember when you played in Scarborough, etc."
3: Yes, uh, I do. Um, Yeah, that's, it's interesting. Well, I mean, we've been around for so long, uh, so many decades that, um, you know, a lot of people have had the opportunity to see us and and quite often because we went into, uh, we, you know, we started touring across Canada uh, in the early seventies, but no one else was really doing it and so we went into um, every every large city and every small town across the country for for a number of years touring um after the release probably of our second record Which had You Could Have Been a Lady mm-hmm. uh, The very first record in 71 Had Fast Train it certainly opened up uh, uh, The doors to high school gyms everywhere But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, When You Could Have Been a Lady Things got bigger Like could Drop Your Guns And every record ha- seemed to have uh, radio friendly songs and-, and we were touring everywhere And a lot of people hadn't seen a band Coming through the country yeah. uh, Like that on the floor So they, we were the first band that they would see in concert So And I still hear it All the time And it's, it's nice To hear that
4: So Howard Yes Yeah I'm just wondering I don't know years. What was going on <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah I. Mike sent me a note Fred right as soon As the show ended He's like Do you not remember We had April Wine on And I'm like Clearly I did not know and Not just April Wine But the the, the guy. guy himself Miles Goodwin On Humble and
4: Fred I know And you were so excited You talked about it all week You played so much April Wine Great
1: interview And you completely It's gone I'm just worried about yeah. you But yeah. to be fair Didn't Part of that yesterday Asked me And I couldn't remember either yeah, but you didn't grow up loving him. Like, I didn't. No, no, a- no, no, no. And again, I couldn't have told you. I, I couldn't have named him. I, I could tell you not one member of April Mine their names. Like, right. It didn't mean that much to me, but I re- recall now it did to have,
0: <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah. It meant so much to me that I've completely blanked on the experience. Um, Mike, I don't know what to say. You know, it was sometimes my brothers and I, David and Steven, because our mother, Luba, Passed away from Alzheimer's. Uh, Once we'll check in with each other, like, so are you starting to forget things? I'm starting to forget things. And is that Alzheimer's? But uh, no, we all I need more uh, 10,000 step days. It's <laughs> <laughs> clearly mm-hmm. I'm not taking enough clearly. steps. Dan, good tie-in. Uh, I don't know what to say, Booner, uh, but you got me. Uh, before we leave, I, we, we, do, we We do, and it's funny. I saw this name uh, come up, and I do remember that we had this guest on our show. Maybe you want to set that up for us
4: yeah you actually had this gentleman on a couple of times and uh this is very sad news and i only got we only got this news a couple of days ago but elias i hope i say his last name correctly it's always tricky but elias uh elias 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 theodoro i'm butchering that but elias theodoro was a mixed martial artist uh who was in the ufc He went eight and three in UFC competition. He was known on your show for being the first professional athlete to compete in the United States with a medical cannabis exception. Mm -hmm. That was the big deal there. And he was very good. And he was a nice, nice man. Lovely man. He's Canadian. Lovely guy. You'd have him on via Zoom a couple of times during the pandemic. He passed away from cancer at the age of 34. He's no longer with us, so I wanted to pay respects to a former Humble and Fred guest who passed away. So, yeah,
1: liver cancer. And he was like only, what, 34? Yeah, you just said that, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. crazy. Like, like liver cancer at 34. Wow. I guess yeah, It might have
4: started somewhere else in moustache size. Metastasize,
0: me. metastasize. Oh, you know, when I saw that he passed away, I couldn't recall how old he was but 34
3: yeah.
0: is uh not only very very young but it's young to get that is is
1: it young i should say to get that kind of uh aggressive cancer i don't fucking uh, that's know that's it. like isn't it funny like our era you associate liver problems liver cancer with drinking too much right? yes <laughs> it's just
3: I've had, <laughs> there are, thing.
1: I've had relatives die from liver problems oh no i i know
0: thing. some people that have uh friends of a friend a brother yeah. of a friend actually but i was gonna say mike like Usually, when a youngish person like that, that dies of cancer, I, I always for some reason associate it with brain cancer, something that's so aggressive that just right. you know takes you pretty quickly. but uh, as you say, Freddie, like it just seemed it's a shame because he was a great guy, and he came on because we were doing a lot of cannabis talk in those days, right. and he was a great guest I, I think actually he came through another cannabis connection i 'm going to say strain print or something
4: well actually more more specifically just jess moran
0: right and uh he was one of her clients right yes
4: <laughs> now you, he was last on your show uh december 2021 because he had a big fight and that's not that long ago and, and i remember because uh, he was also on this show with uh, dr hart that i was listening to and he uh was like fit as a fiddle peak condition i guess he's about 34 years old at that time and he won that fight and we're talking about, like there's no fat on this man's body. Like this is as strong and as fit as you can be at 34 years. And to think that less than a year later, he's gone. Fuck cancer.
0: Well, I appreciate you bringing that up. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure. I think I saw it a couple of days ago and I, I just forgot to mention it to Freddie, but thanks for doing that. Uh, thanks everyone this week. We appreciate you listening. Uh, next week, of course, we're observing the Queens, uh, morning day on Monday. Uh, it's also a golf tournament. That's what I do. I celebrate by golfing. And then Thursday, I've got a tournament as well. So even though this was our first full week, we're doing a half week next week. And then it's all just we're all fine. Right. Uh, Dan Duran's play Constellations featuring the character Roland. I am Roland. Uh, his his one man play is also being produced by <laughs> by the theater company. Uh, And once again, check out our Facebook page. A couple of friends of ours, friends of mine, for sure. Ian Sirota and Simon Rakoff are doing a funny show on Monday. You might want to check out Uh, anything else we have to
4: mention before we go, Michael. Well, I want to just name check our guests next week because. Yeah, do it. Jeff Lumbee returns. He's always the third Tuesday of the month and he'll be our guest on uh, Tuesday. Yeah, man. (gasps) <gasps> and Wednesday it's uh the return of Noel Kassler,
0: So you guys can do some uh Trump talk and more. It'll be fun. Fantastic. And Dan Duran, good luck. Uh break a leg. Thank you. Or in your case, break don't break your third leg though. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bow Dog
2: Gig Sky, the retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, GoDaddy, and Health Cage. You can email us. We'd love to hear from you. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran, and remember, no show on Monday as we mourn and aft the Queen. See you Tuesday. And as Fred says, suck it on it. <laughs>